Welcome to Biggest Geekus. We're your hosts. I'm Randy. And I'm Joe. This is episode 89 of our show. The date is Thursday, May 26, 2022. Yes, you heard that right. Thursday. Looks like we got some folks in the house. That's cool. Yes, welcome everybody in the chat. Thank yeah. you for showing up and participating. Uh, taking the uh, Sometimes taking the place of what we formerly had as email to read and um, voicemail, though we do have some this week. Oh, of course we did. <laughs> kind of, t- yeah, yeah. Our boy Joe here's uh, getting over from being the sick, and so yes. uh, I, I was unclean. He was unclean, so we've taken turns being unclean. And oh, just oh, to oh. just to satisfy folks' curiosity, I did I did catch the Rona. Well, I was I was said to be positive. Oh, so. Oh. So, you know, those um, tests are have a somewhat dubious um, track record. So take it for what it's worth. I was sick, though. Yeah, I think I had it, too. My whole family had it the week before. And uh, I don't know. I may have given it to Joseph. I got your cooties, man. Got my cooties. Without the benefit of exchanging fluids, even. Yes, I know. That's sad. Maybe in another life, in another world, another dimension, in a Marvel multiverse, perhaps. Well, we know for sure if it was a Marvel multiverse, we would both be bisexual um, trainees, most likely. Trisexual. We try anything once, twice we liked it. Yeah. Yeah, so we got here. Shard. uh, Shard. (laughs) Darth. Shadow. Martin Sun. Green Apple's in the house. Yes, almost Friday, buddy. Very cool. All right. Yes, yes, and yes, apologies for the late show this week. I know we're going to be stepping on other people's video toes uh, this uh, today, but it was unavoidable. I was really not able to do any any uh, much talking on Tuesday. Cool. Do you happen to know, I know you're not feeling great, Darren P., what's up? <laughs> yes, yes, the deadliest plague that almost everybody who's gotten it has survived it, yes. Yeah, we have, we have the coof. Yeah, technically, I've had it twice. So second time was about as easy as the first. Actually, I don't know. I'm not sure. You know, I've only been tested the one. Well, no, I got tested. Um, when was it? Uh, a few months ago. Because yeah. I, um, was it last fall or something like that? I can't remember. Maybe last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little under the weather, and I got tested, and I was negative. So. And uh, both the wife and I thought that we were both a little ill back in back in the day, you know, yeah. uh, before the world went topsy turvier than it already was. Yeah. Um, was it twenty nine late twenty nineteen? Yeah, early twenty twenty. We were both maybe a little, you know, coffee, a little sick, you know, the seasonal yeah. crap. So it's possible we got it early, and you know, it was. For some people, you don't get that sick, and then and then some people get really sick. It's, it was you know, you never tell. Anyway, yeah, but, I'm on the new the new experimental drug. Joe's gonna try. So I'm being experimented on because no doctor would do anything else except that or oh, counter stuff. Look at that! We got t-shirt. I ain't seen him hey, in a while. T- What's up? Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, it's really good to see you. Did you bring the rest of your audience with you? If not, why not? Oh, man. That's all right. They've had a couple of good podcasts recently. I've been peeking in on him. No comments, though. You know, I've been so out of it, I've barely listened or watched to anything for the last week and a half. 
Yeah. So I was testing early this week. I'm testing tonight. We got an online class. I got a great test tonight or tomorrow. So I haven't got to do a lot of close stuff, but I've been been catching T-shirts periodically. Incoming superpower. Yeah, that's right. And Joe is going to become the Hulk. He's getting experimental drugs. He's going to be something else probably in a couple of weeks, which would be great. We'll have our very own superhero. Yeah, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, that so, would be really great. I did have a go ahead. No, I did have um, the only thing I got to catch up on was some reading. Oh, good. That's the only thing I could really focus on for any amount of time. Uh, sure. I reread Monster Hunter International. Yes. And then uh, that's a set of five uh, novels yep. that have spinoffs and, and whatnot associated with it. But um, I just started reading the second novel, Monster Hunter Vendetta, today. Yeah. Or night, actually. So. T-shirt okay. says, well, just me, fellas. Hey, D&D will be starting up soon. I mean, we haven't been playing it? Crap. What are, what are I we mean, doing, Joe? Yeah, what have we been playing these all these four years? <laughs> I think maybe his game. You're welcome to come hang out with Grim. Oh, that'd be fun. We should Dungeons do and Discussions, I believe. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's... I was Something gonna, like that. Yeah, Something he like, clarified. Yeah. He, I thought he was a Pathfinder dude. So, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Pathfinder 1E, I think, right? He's... But, yeah. He well, hey, uh, however long you can stay is great. Thank yeah. you for coming by. Yeah, everybody else, too. We're not forgetting you. So did you say we had some call-ins? Yeah, why don't you yak a bit while I get it set up? Okay, yeah. So anyway, um, trying to get this <laughs> – yeah, Dungeons and Discussions. Yeah, um, I guess I just look for T-shirt all the time. Um, but uh, this week, I've been, like, reading the uh, IC – Index card RPG for a buddy of mine. Oh. Uh, trying to get that one down. And it's a little narrative-y. It re- reminds me a little of that ah, teensy bit of 13th Age, the way they describe things kind of abstractly. But there is something elegant about it, and it's quick. Um, I may even be joining him on a short basis to get him going. He wants to GM. And if Ben's watching, uh, you can do it, man. Uh, he's never jammed before. He um, is one of our cabin cod dudes, and he's mostly a been a board gamer. But we're we are turning to the dark side of role playing games, and uh, I think ICRPG is a good choice for him to start with. It's very very few things to manage, and uh, ooh, Cat Five Gaming. All right, hey, first time sitting in. Yeah, glad you're here, Cat. I think it's Cat Five. Hope I'm reading that right. So, uh, but anyway, Ben will hopefully um, be running pretty soon. I'm going to either may go via internet. That's not my favorite way to play, but I could squeeze up. He's got to do one because he's got a he's got a friend or a brother that's several states away and he wants to play. So at least one person has to be online, and um, I'm, I may join that way. I would prefer probably to be at the house. So, but I'm working that out. So it's nice to have some. A lot of people here tonight. But anyway, so that's what I've been doing gaming-wise. I am really infatuated with Dungeon Crawl Classics, though. I'm thinking I'm going to have to play that for my first campaign back from my hiatus. Oh, Patrick Demo's got some sweet new stuff. Chat window's working. All right. He's All right. I am having issues. Mm-mm. Joe never has issues. I don't believe it. The techno wizard will get it done. Um, so I'm trying to decide here, guys. I'm, I've taken a hiatus for a, a couple of months now. I'm going to get back to DMing eh, probably soon. 
I know there's some him hot. Um, 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 tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, Joe's going to make me DM tomorrow. Um, and I really want to run DCC, and I want to run a funnel, uh, one particular funnel, but I want to get through it, and then I want to get right to the first level stuff. So it should be pretty cool. Um, but like I said, I kind of want to master IC index card RPG first, help, help my buddy out. And I'm playing in a uh, startup game. We started yesterday going to be doing a 5e variant going through an old pathfinder uh wrath of the righteous adventure path say that again yeah my my wednesday night guys um one of them greg has decided to gm and he's going to do a he's got a fairly moderately modified 5e game and he's using pathfinders wrath of the righteous which is one of the cooler uh adventure paths they had i think it was somewhere near the end of the run um, not maybe last third of the run. Um, oh, Axe. Oh, T-shirt says he recommends. What is this? I got Axe. Yeah, uh, Adventure Conquer King system. White yep. Star. Heard of that? Chromatic Dungeons. I'm not sure I've heard of that. Of the three, Axe looks really amazing. I'm going to strongly recommend you guys have. Yes, I have almost purchased that multiple times and i've been told by several folks that i should um uh, patrick i believe is saying almost as good as kingmaker you're talking about wrath of the righteous i've never played kingmaker but a lot of folks like it that's another one of the adventure paths um yeah oh gm fritz darren's with gm fritz yeah i saw him on uh if it's the same one darren p uh, gm fritz was on legion of myth He's going to play Axe with GM Fritz, and that dude has got a cool voice. He might ri- rival my buddy Joey. Oh yeah, GM Fritz. He's yeah. a great, he's a great guy. Um, yeah. He he has a very long stream that he runs. Either um, it's generally he's setting up his uh, his game in uh, some I can't remember what engine he uses. He does he was an online Pathfinder the other night using. Huh? He was talking about he was playing Pathfinder the other night. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying the um, the online software that he uses, the yeah. online thing. Oh. I'm not sure what that is. Yeah. Which one he uses. I don't I can't remember. I know yeah. he also uses OBS. So anyway, he um he generally runs all hours long uh, live streams almost all the time. Uh yeah, Cat5, um, he's asked about running 5e basics. Sort of. A buddy of ours really is modifying it heavily with his own home rules. He's even using cards for initiative. So we'll see how it goes. That's what Greg is doing? Yeah. So it's pretty modified. I like uh, things that he's done to change things. It's definitely going to be much deadlier. So. I mean, does, is, is he changing much more than gameplay? Um, not, as far as classes and races, how that stuff works. He's got it. some changes on uh, what backgrounds do for you, what tools do for you, saving uh, saving throws. Uh, we rolled 3D6. No, we rolled 4D6, dropped the lowest, straight down the line. That was fun. And so I ended up rolling with a human cleric with a four, 16 wisdom, which was my by far my best stat. So... And he's got some other rules. I don't remember all of them, but I know little changes. Changed a few, changed several spells. He's got a little pack of about ten pages, so I'm cool with it. Greg's got, he's got his, uh, he's got his, he's got a good feel for system balance and. It, it's uh, based on what again? Um, 
Oh, the the adventure path, Wrath of the Righteous. Is no, right? Greg's thing. Yeah, right. He's running Pathfinders, Wrath of the Righteous. Adventure okay, path. so and he's modified Pathfinder. Modifying Pathfinder using gotcha. the no, but he's using the five E rules that he's modified. <laughs> so the adventure path is what he's using for the adventure, but he's using his five E modified rules in it. Ah. Uh. See what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. I don't think he has them posted, Cat, uh, Cat 5. Uh, I would absolutely – when he gets done with them, our boy may have a full-on game. So I'll talk to him, see if he's interested in posting that. He may end up really changing 5e upside down. So we'll see how it goes. All right. So we have several messages here. Cool. Um, sorry. For some reason, I, I couldn't remember the password, so I had to reset it. Oh, no. Yes. It's okay. Randy knows how to... Um, I can jabber all day long. Yeah, jabber. He's a jabber jaws. Yeah. Okay. Share screen. Boom. Except when I'm trying to type responses, I'm not so good at jabbering. Oh, Joe's got it ready. Screw that. Let's hear the news. What's up? Let's go down to let's see, I think it's weighing anchor. It's so I think we um I'm looking at the, the messages here because and um for those of you who haven't been with us very long or are not familiar with how anchor works, it works kind of dumb. <laughs> so it's favorite? great at distributing your podcast audio across the spectrum of different um, uh, podcast hosting platforms. However, um, the apps are somewhat difficult to use in their own way. You have a you have um, a user interface that they have on your phone, and a user interface, not a purple shark. I don't know what that is. Darth says I'm not a purple shark. I agree. Yes, yes, you're a white human with freckles. White human, but I bet Darth is being crafty there, and I just don't catch it because I'm yeah. old and slow. Oh, um, funny thing before we get started, I got to tell you. So I went to go to um, went to go see a movie, uh, Throwback Cinema, this past Sunday with Buddy Jeff. We went to go watch The Mummy, and this kid, Brendan Fraser, huh? Brendan Fraser, yeah. This kid, without asking at all, just gave me the senior discount. <laughs> I said, <laughs> and I said, did you just give me the senior discount? And he's like, uh, yeah. I'm like, right on, baby. <laughs> So I'm looking as old as I as I is. <laughs> yeah. So um, the web interface is a little more useful in most ways, except that the dates are not displayed on the uh, oh, messages. Right. They are ordered by date, but the date is not visible. Okay. So that which is awesome. So if there's oh. if you're I'm sorry. okay, I think this I'm, one. I listen to Joe, but not. I'm kind of ignoring him. <laughs> well, that's what a lot of people do. That's fine. Um, so I can't remember if closer to Kane is where we left off. Yes, Jabber Jaws. Jabber Jaws. There you go. That. I love that show back in the day. I called you Jabber Jaws, and then he said you're not a purple shark. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Darth, we are slow, dude. You can't move that quick. I'm doing stuff. Yeah, and I'm I'm just slow. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we'll 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 start with this one. Do it, and then uh, I know that that one we listened to. Okay, so. I trust you. Play it. 
Hey there guys, it's John Harrigan from the Red Dice Diaries, listening to the end of your high-level breakdown episode. And when you were talking about the vampire and your generations where you sort of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. We did listen to that one. Yeah, sorry, John. That's the one where he's talking about um, how vampires become more powerful yes. in the vampire, the masquerade setting, or the, uh, not the masquerade necessarily, the uh, overall uh, midnight setting. No, no. What's the, what's the name of the um, the setting that the, va- the vampire, werewolf, and all that stuff is in? World of Darkness. World of Darkness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right, guys. It's Johnny from the Red Dice Diaries. I'm a bit behind on my podcast listening, but I've got your last, I think, two or three episodes queued up today, so I'm going to be listening to them while I'm working. Just started listening to your cabin con sort of recap, and I was laughing where you said anchorites don't call in anymore. Well, people who use Anchor and do RPG podcasts, whatever. And I was just about to call in and go, hey, we're in a bad guys. I still call in every now and again. And then I was like, oh, I don't actually use Anchor for my main podcast now. Wow. Shit. Anyway, guys. <laughs> right. He does something else uh, with you know, distributing. Well, SpeakPipe is the audio version. Audio um, is the piece of software that he uses um, as an alternative to Anchor to leave a voicemail. But he um, he's on a different platform. They do something. You know, there's several platforms out there that distribute for you apart from Anchor. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say one thing right quick. Sure. Um, phone guy, thank you for stopping by. Yeah. Um, if you're not here anymore, that's cool. A uh, phone guy is from the DVR army. Uh, DVR um, is very supportive of my wife and I. Um, and if you have a chance, check them out. Uh, they are scam baiters that they go and make fun of scammers because yeah. scammers are scum of the earth. And uh, DVR is D E E. V E E A R R D V R. Oh, Connell's in the house. What's up? Cigar DM, how you doing, bud? Hey. Mm. All right. So, what were you getting ready to say? I'm gonna tell John. I mean, it's, it's cool. I mean, we. I don't think we were saying all of them. We had. Uh, we only had a handful of folks, and I know that uh, Taylor from Clerics Well Where Remail uh, Where Ring Mail, a podcast you should check out. And um, John, Red Dice Diaries, another one you should check out. They definitely got it. They definitely uh, show us some love. Yes. And I know John's been busy. I saw that on um, on his. I listened to his podcast. He talked about it. he was behind on listening. So. And, and uh, Taylor left a message as well. Oh. And he offers some thoughts on my whining about uh, no <laughs> no voicemail. So and now we got a flood. So okay. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Johnny from the Red Dice Stories. Just listening to your Things We Hate in D&D episode. I just wanted to say thanks for the shout out. Yeah, I'm trying to pod- get back into podcasting every day. I've had a couple of weeks break because like, things have just been like crazy around here with like, family stuff and whatever going on. But I've started recording now, hoping to like stop putting things out again next week. You know, I'm trying to get a week ahead of things. My friend who runs the Burning Wheel game is Johannes Pavola, and he plays in my OSE game. Those are really going great for the minute, although we had a bit of a break in the burning wheel because like, people are going on holidays and stuff like that. But we're hoping to start up again tonight, actually, as I'm sending this message. As for getting on and listening to you guys, yeah, 
unfortunately it's not really possible for me normally just because of the time differences and obviously i'm up for work early the next day but the last, the time i was able to listen very much enjoyed it and that was just a perfect storm of circumstances yeah no problem that's understood yeah johannes and they he and john had a great four-part series on long-term campaigning and I don't really play – well, OSC, I want to start playing a little bit, but I've never played Burning Will. It doesn't sound like it's my cup of tea, but they have a lot of good – they have some, a lot of good suggestions on how to do some long-term campaigning, and they've been – both been, I think, alternating a game. John runs a Smoke and Snow, and Johannes runs a Burning Will. They seem to have had a really good time with. So, yeah, it's, all, it's okay, man. You're crossed the pond. Yes. But really, no. No excuses. R- Randy's being too nice to you. <laughs> In that case, I just happened to have the Friday off because I was going to an event and I'd already taken like my wife's event on Thursday, whereas I was staying behind on Thursday night because I had a game on. After the game had finished, I was pretty much knocking around in the house on my own, so staying up late watching a few films. And I just happened to like check my phone and it popped up like you guys were live streaming on YouTube. So I was actually able to jump in because I didn't have to get up early for work and stuff like that. Really enjoyed it. Wish I could have stayed for the whole thing. But, you know, like I'm getting on a bit now and like I start getting a bit too tired when things start getting a bit late. But really enjoyed being able to jump on live. I'm hoping at some point in the future I'll be able to do that again. How? If I can manage to stay awake when my old bones are long enough, I might even try and angle for an invite to get on your show. Anyway, guys, I'm going to keep listening to the episodes, probably drop you a few more voicemails, keep up the good work, and I'll catch you soon. Dude, I tell you what, John, I don't know about Joe here. I'm about, in a couple of weeks, I won't be off for the summer. And Joe will have a day or two off at some point in the middle of the week or whenever works for you. I'll- I've been off for quite a while. Right. I wish we could have done, known this. You absolutely are welcome, John. You'd be a blast to have on here. And we would even start earlier just so John wouldn't have to stay up so late. Cause I, I yeah, we can make an arrangement. I understand that because who was it this weekend when I was yesterday, in fact, when I was making characters, one of the guys there was talking about, man, I wish I could game like we did back in the day and do a 24 hour gaming session. And I was like, what? I don't know about 24 hour, but I would sure. not make it. No way. No, that wouldn't be good for my old. No matter how good the game was, I would just be like, "Dude, I'm I'm dying here because I'm old. I need my at sleep." The very, at the very least, you got to take a, a nap. We're old. <laughs> a nap. 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 All right. Yeah, John, you're invited, baby, anytime. Hi there, guys. It's John here from the Red Dice Diaries. Yeah, the wording module was used in the David Lynch film. It wasn't out of the books. As you've said, it was a sort of replacement for the Benny Jesuit martial art called the Weirding Way. And I believe, if I remember correctly, Lynch decided to use these modules because he couldn't think of a workable way with the special effects at the time of showing this weird, strange martial art on the screen in a way that he liked. So he bought these Weirding modules in, which, yeah, is a bit weird, but I've got to make it still makes me chuckle when I see it on screen. Anyway, I'm going to get back to the episode, guys. Take it easy. I'll catch you soon. Yeah, yeah. I, I always, um, I was, that always stuck a, I had always a bone to pick with that uh, weirding module. I know people were probably, it's, it's science fiction-y. It's a ray gun kind of thing. I get it, but it's still <laughs> disappointing. Oh, Joe, you're, <laughs> Joe's merciless, dude. 
I've always been a bit of a movie purist, haven't I? You have been, dude. You're all wild. when it comes from when it comes to a book translation to the movie. My first word. What are my first words out of my mouth when I've seen a movie that's been translated from a book? <laughs> I don't know. It's almost always the book was better. Yeah, the book was better. Which is well, duh. Which is well, duh. Yeah, you, there's no there's no way a book can't be better. They get to use lots of words. Uh, but you know, I'd be excited about some movie we'd watch. But that was awesome, Joe. Like it was okay. <laughs> Joe always he's got to be the bring it bring it down, Randy. But that's okay. We all need somebody like that. All right. Here's one from Taylor. All right. Afternoon, Randy. Afternoon, Joe. And I think that ties into the purpose of my call. Talking about uh, why e- why no email, why no call in. Honestly, I think it is the format. Like you mentioned, immediately after observing that there weren't any in the box, there are people in the chat. There are interactions going on there. So while uh, you may not be getting as many anchor messages, uh, you are getting the interaction somewhere else. So maybe the folks who are trying to send you those messages, well, present company excluded, because I apparently can't keep a, uh, a time date, maybe they're just coming in to chat with you there. Cool to hear about Cabin Con. These are my favorite episodes of the year because you really get passionate and fired up about them, and it's really great to hear about the gaming. Delvon, gentlemen, Delvon. Thank yeah. you, there, Taylor. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, we still love to hear from you, man, and uh, that's possible. Um, I think it's just, uh, and Joe and I have to adjust. I, I, I think I'm still adjusting a little of this format. Found myself kind of being pulled between. Of the chat and you know me and Joe talking, I can get distracted easily. But I do appreciate you calling in whenever you can. I know you got a new baby. Your life is really busy. But no I am- excuse. <laughs> Joe is merciless, dude. No mercy. <laughs> we got more. We have more. Oh, it's up fair. The rest, the other three are from also from John. He okay. showed us much love. Sweet. Hey guys, it's Johnny from the Red Dice Stories. Just listening to your latest episode, just at the start, when you're talking about the latest original adventures reincarnated, Dark Tower from Goodman Games. And I've got to say, yeah, I'm pretty much with Joe on this one. I mean, 100 books. That is steep. And I'm not saying it's not worth it because I've not read it. There might be loads of great stuff in there. It's in a slipcase. It's two books. I understand it's a pretty big adventure, although I've never read the original. But for me, to be honest, I've got other stuff I can spend that 100 bucks on that are probably more important than that. And, yeah, that's down to me. I don't begrudge them making their money where they can. But, yeah, 100 bucks is, like, just on that sort of a level where I have to think, yeah, I probably shouldn't be buying this module. You know, I could maybe get, like, a, a few lesser-priced modules for that same price and still have money left for my bus ride home. Anyway, I'm going to get back to the episode, guys. Catch you in a bit. Yeah, I mean, as much as I love that stuff, Dark Tower is a bit of a commitment, not just cash-wise, but I think smaller modules are easier to manage through a campaign, whereas if you buy a Dark Tower, Temple of Elemental Evil, a big chunk of your campaign is going to be the book, so it better be good. Right, it better be. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey there, guys. John again from the Red Dice Diaries. Still listening to your Cabin Corn recap episode. And I was laughing at the bit when you were talking about um, politics and business. I don't disagree with anything you said, really. One of the things that makes me laugh is when you see people sort of knee-jerk reaction to things. And they're saying, oh, well, if you don't like my game, if you don't like my politics, if you don't like this, don't buy my game. 
it's not for you don't buy it and then like and you see this in films and tv series as well more so recently and then when the the thing inevitably doesn't sell or it flops or it's not doing as well as expected then they start complaining that oh well people aren't buying it people aren't watching it etc because they're bigots or whatever when it's like you literally told people if they weren't interested not to buy it and people followed your instructions and now you're complaining about it what do you want here you know throw us a bone what do you want anyway those are just my rambling thoughts of this like wee small hours in the morning here in the uk keep up the good work guys i'll catch you soon absolutely agree with that Dude, Marvel did it a couple of years ago. Who's that redheaded chick that made that comment? If you don't like the politics, don't read it. And it's like, okay. Okay. Yeah. And then and then what was it a year later? They're like, nobody's reading our books. <laughs> Darren P has Temple of Elemental Evil slipcase. Not only is it not bad, I will raise you one more. It's super awesome. I love it. But yeah, cool. One more. Now, one more. Well, I'll tell you one thing, guys. Max Temptation sounds like the world's most on-the-nose name for a tiefling or something like that. Anyway, I'm going to go back to the rest of the episode, guys. Keep up the good work. <laughs> Max Temptation. That is good. <laughs> oh, thanks, John and Taylor. We appreciate yes, it. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, we're going to have a little bit more about the too expensive game gear here pretty soon. Yeah, what's anyway, that? Anyway. We're going to have a little bit more on too expensive game gear. Ah, T-shirts got me in my bag. That was Kelly Sue DeConnick. Master yes. Who said, don't buy my book, book later on. She was whining that comics were dying. Yeah, okay. Don't buy her stuff. Yeah, thanks, T-shirt. Yeah. She right. was Fruit Loop, man. Weird. How would you say that? Right, and she's not the only one who said things like that. No. I don't know if it, there's one more prominent or or someone like her that uh, ended up uh, um, um, in the same kind of boat. Don't buy, don't uh, read my comics. If you don't like them, huh. and then no one buys them. And then I think nowadays there's enough signaling from them that those of us who have, you know, okay, you don't want, you're not, you're not marketing to us. So to me, you're not marketing to me. So I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to do anything, but, you know, make fun of it, maybe. I tell you, when Mudsword comes out, and I do mean when, even if it's five years from now, and we're selling it as a PDF or an actual book, I don't care what your politics are. I don't care what your religion are, what religion is. If you don't like the the fact that I'm a Christian or I'm conservative, you can still buy my book. Yeah. I'm happy for you to buy it, and I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be a treatise on, uh, <laughs> it's not going to be a Christian RPG, no. not per se, no, I mean we're not going to have a bunch of nudity and foul language in it because of the way we are. But what I mean, uh, it's not going to be. Yeah, it's not going to have a cross on it, <laughs> unless it's part of the um, uh, insignia of a, a knight's shield or something like that. Celestial order, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, anybody can buy the book. Yeah. All right. So, um, did you notice Warner Brother did something right? Oh, yeah. Let me Shall do a we... little share. Oh, do you have it ready? Yeah. Okay, you share it, Joe. You the man. I was really pleased to see this. Yeah, they um, were going to film uh, the Wonder Twins movie, and it got canceled. For good reason, probably. Yes, I mean, Wonder, Wonder Twins? Are you kidding? How stupid is that? Who cares? 
about the Wonder Twins. As they were reason, invented. They were invented for the cartoon, weren't they? Well, they're super friends, and they had the stupid little monkey guy. I mean, they were Jan and Jana or something like that, or Dan and Jana. I don't know. I remember Zan, I up, Zan and Jana. Zan and Jada. Thank you, Jana. I remember watching the old version of the Super Friends, and then it was like the all new Super Friends hour or something. And that's when those two bozos came in. And as soon as I saw them, even as a kid of like eight or nine or seven or whatever I was, I was like, what? Yeah, they I didn't the care. Dumbest thing on the planet. Form of a bucket of water. Ugh. Well, Zena was the powerful one. She could turn into any animal. Yeah, right. Dude could just turn into water. Water stuff. Ice, water or something like that. Always yeah. stupid. Oh, yeah. I almost added this. But before I go, I'm I'm getting sidetracked. Go ahead. Hey, Larry, he's in the house. Green Apple's got a cool point, though. But this DC Wonder Twins, I mean, I don't know about anybody else. Yeah, the biggest joke. I agree, Dorothy. They were the biggest joke. I don't you know. Good job. Well done, uh, Warner Brothers. Yes. But um, Yes, yes, yes. Nothing else to say, really. I want to make a comment, though, on Green Apple. Don't let that get away. I've started, I've started a couple of things. Oh, so okay. something I wanted to point out, sure. if I um, if this is the right one. Yeah. One of these articles, these article writers are pathetic, <laughs> like I keep saying. Mm-hmm. Um, it may not have been this one. No, 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 no. Probably from the D&D Demogorgon one. <laughs> yes, yes. That was horribly written. That was horrible. <laughs> are we ready to move on to the next one? I, I really don't understand why anybody would want a Wonder Twins Dude, because Hollywood doesn't I mean Eric July was talking about it. They don't understand nor cared. Do they care to understand the um, uh, characters? They just well, go, ooh, comic book, dude. Wonder Twins. That sounds cute. Let's do that. I mean, let's say that the Wonder Twins started in the cartoon on TV. And did it, it did end up bleeding over into the comics, but they were they ever popular? Did they get their own comic book? And did it do well? Uh, I think um, most of that is no. I don't I think, think Wonder Twins were ever in the comics unless there was a Super Friends comic. Right. Apparently they were, according to this article. Mm. There was some. Um, and see. you know, it was dog poop. Right. Good. Um First scene in the cartoon, all new Super Friends Hour. Yep. Um, following the animated series, Wonder Twins appeared in DC Comics and were later introduced into the main universe since appearing in an episode of Teen Titans Go. Small oh. Smallville. I don't remember them being in Smallville. Uh, me neither. I have the Smallville series, so maybe. I, I didn't watch much of the last two or three seasons, though. So It no. was okay, actually. They saved themselves a little bit. I, I really liked the last episode. It was just really cool to... I he mean, actually became Superman in that, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, and they end with him opening his jacket. Yeah. He's got the S. They can't show him flying. They wouldn't allow him some kind of deal. But it was, yeah. I thought it was a beautiful thing. And The Flash, which I, I haven't seen any of The Flash. And I've heard nothing I, good things about that. Yeah, except for Ezra Miller is a psycho. He's not in The Flash. I thought he... Well, correct. Are we about TV series. TV. Talking- that's right. He's the movie. Yeah. Uh, he's the movie Flash, but there was supposed to be some t- TV tie-in with him, and now he's probably getting dropped because he is a complete psychopath. Apparently. Oh man, Darren P. T-shirt and probably Green Apple are all on the same wavelength. Oh sure, sure. 
Yeah. Batman, Batman's dead. Bat- we'll get to that. Yeah. I think already almost. But before we yeah, do, yeah. Can, we, can we go back to some couple of those uh, starred comments? Some good ones. Okay. You want to do Patrick's? From Patrick, it always strikes me as weird that a, as a Christian, I can play a game with fantasy gods, but I've seen atheists complain about fantasy religions and RPGs. <laughs> Dude, if you don't like religions, don't have them. Right. I don't want to tell you. Games play fine without using gods or religions. I think that it ends up making the worlds a bit less. Um, <laughs> you, what are you doing? <laughs> I have some power. <laughs> I'm going to gank your power in a minute, mister. <laughs> Joe, can he just, you really don't, shouldn't let me have this power, John. No, no. Um, <laughs> yes, for those who are listening, I was trying to unselect to stop showing something on screen, and Randy kept selecting it. We, we both have the ability to show or not show, and he's messing with me. Anyway, yeah. Um, I think th- th- if you're if you're just jumping the dungeons, mm-hmm. just having encounters, mm-hmm. and not having any kind of um, game uh, setting. In your in your play, which some people do that, uh, the the setting for some people is very, a very much, some very tiny part of their of their a gaming experience. Then who cares? But if you have some sort of um, setting, and you don't have any religion, it's going to feel a little bit um, not right because religion. If there's humans on your planet, there's going to be religion. I was going to say it is. Part of the human experience, whether you want to experience it or not. And it makes lots of good stories, even if the religions are all bad. Yeah. T-shirts heading out. Later, dude. Kill some monsters. Do not die. Yes. Fight the good fight. All right, moving on. Yeah, and I want to start off with uh, with Green Apple's comment. And unfortunately, T-shirts leave it. He says, DC made Batman recite the Antifa points today on eric july talking points yeah, yeah they're talking sorry the talking points that's true but even worse even worse yes they're hinting that batman i mean they're hinting that he's bisexual What's are you going to put that back up yeah if you would thank you bud and what i find funny is honestly joe how calm i was about it i think i'm growing when i saw and batman's like my favorite dude yeah well yeah, it's just what we were, so. It's part of what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Uh, the game companies don't market to us anymore, so they're marketing to a demographic that they believe has uh, um, enough capital to keep them uh, supported. But I don't think, in the long run, many of these endeavors are going to pay out. Um, uh, industries that are adopting some woke um, language in their marketing and whatnot, who have products with wide appeal and a broad customer base already, they can do that without a huge difference. I mean, if they're selling butter, people are still going to buy the butter. But with something like uh, comic books and movies and all the, all the geekdom, that we're involved in, yeah. there's enough of us old timers that are just going to say, no, I'm just not buying this crap anymore. 
Well, Green Apple, right on, brother. I'm giving up on comics from being the big two, from the big two. So I just laugh. Yeah, I, I almost laugh. Now, Larry Elliott makes an interesting point. I'm not going to gruesome detail. They didn't have Batman kiss a guy, but it came close. He said, looking back to Batman on the old TV show, I guess, one could argue he was by back then. Yeah, you could argue that, but you would be wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. There was a, been a lot of comments made about... Uh, the creator of Batman and about how he made Batman some for his own game. To me, that's people projecting, but I sure. understand that it, you know, things looked a little, they could kind of, bat, and Robin's outfit was ridiculous. And, okay, so the that. TV show was a little, I mean, it was, Happy. there's a lot of stuff about the, t- the TV shows back then mm-hmm. that were a little odd, yep. especially when they wanted to, I mean, dancing. I remember there was lots of Batman dancing yeah. in that for one reason or another. Anyway, it was it was a if you the TV show from back in the '60s was not serious. No, it was, it was fully tongue in cheek. Uh, tongue in cheek. And Larry's point is valid in the sense that a lot of people have said that. What's this man in tights running around with a young boy? Okay, you can take that interpretation, but that's also the same people that look at Lord of the Rings and when the hobbits are looking at each other and, you know, longingly in their eyes, which looks weird today, but Tolkien, you know, he had no problem a man telling another man, I love you, not in a gay way, right? Right, but I don't think they captured that well in the movie. I don't think that they played that off right. That's just me, though. Okay. There's, there's, but modern sensibilities. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I understand what they're saying. There's lots of weird stuff that was uh, portrayed in the comics and in that TV show. Uh, You could say, I don't, I don't know how you could. I really, honestly, don't know how you could call Batman from the '60s by. There was never. There was. There was only. There only from. What a lot of people call subtext. Yes, you couldn't. Right. You could. You couldn't say it because of words that he used or anything like that. It would all be subtextual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, Dick Grayson in that old—that was Dick Grayson, right? In the um, yeah, Boy Wonder. Yeah, he wasn't that young in the TV show. He was grown up. No, right, right. Um, um, in the yeah. comic, oh, he was. Yeah. He was a, in the comic book. He was much younger, I think. Yes, he was originally quite. Yeah. Young. I want to say thirteen or fourteen. But in the in the TV show, he looked pretty much like. Uh, I mean, maybe twenty. Well, he was. Burt War was actually um, a grown man. A grown the man. thing to me is this though. What bothers me? It doesn't bother me because I know they're stupid now. I mean, the, the Marvel and DC are both destroyed. But I care. July I said that's just that's someone who doesn't care about the character Batman. Right. Right. If anybody knows about the character Batman, that is patently absurd. Right. It just is absurd. And honestly, I'm not sure how much Batman, short of Catwoman, cares all that much about sex. The dude was crazy driven. Right. You know? It wasn't it wasn't part of his story. No, and it wasn't, correct. It wasn't for from a lot of the early Marvel DC I, I'm gonna say eighties comics. Yeah, because that's when one maybe late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, that's when I was to maybe the nineties. Those are the comics I read. Early nineties. Sex, 90s. sex wasn't really a big thing. Other than a thing, it yeah, was okay. more. There was romance for sure, here and there, but it wasn't the forefront. All this stuff about who who cares who Batman kisses. Yeah, but 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 you go down to the bottom of this article. I wish this article had come from. Uh, like bounding the comics, but because yeah. it's Screen Rant, 
they're putting up a bunch of Twitter posts and they're like, who cares? All these are Twitter people, but they're Twitter people who are like, yeah, of course, Batman's gay. Of course, Batman's bi, uh, blah, 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 blah. The Batman is actually bisexual. I never show up about that. Um, Batman potentially got, just got confirmed to be bisexual. You just know some of those people are going to act like this completely ruins the character because it does. Because it does, fool. Um, people are surprised that Batman might be bisexual. Bruh, him and Harvey are fruity AF. What do you want about? about? No. No, they're not. They never were. No. They were. Okay. Uh, Batman was broody. Yep. Right? And aloof. I don't know what's fruity about that. Nope. Uh, and and Harvey Dent was insane. Yeah. Yeah, Darth says sex might have been implied. It was never right. And honestly, it was like, look at that sweet Catwoman's looking pretty hot. And I'm for sure for the chick stores looking like a buff dude. So was Batman. I mean, there was eye candy if you like the drawing of comic book eye candy. But I mean, honestly, that's and I, I want to say they don't understand Batman. That's not true. They just patently ignore him and just project their own things of what they want these characters to be. But honestly, at this point, I think I'm talking too much about it because, dude, I'm just so, I'm done. I'm done with them. So the, the way we should look at this is be like, all right, this is just what they do now. Yep. Make fun of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, Batman's bias since when? Ha ha, you're stupid. Yeah. It's about all, about, about all, the, all, the, the, yeah. The, all of our breath that they really need, I think. Truth. Ready to move on? Yeah, let's do it, man. Eartha Kitt. Oh, oh, hold on. I think Sean's Driscoll's throwing up the best. Is this your favorite Catwoman? Because mine is still Julie Newmar. She was a beauty. Yeah. Eartha Kitt had a distinctness to her, though. She did, she did all right. Oh, yeah. Well, none of the Catwomen. Who was the other one? Even Lee Merriweather in the movie? Yeah, I think they all did a fine job back in the day. Fine job. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. This this article is about an overpriced mini, which I, you know I, w- I would never pay too much for a mini. <laughs> Demogorgon figure announced. I, I was looking at this kind of closely. I didn't see how it and see where it was mentioned how big it was going to be. Right, I didn't either. I'm imagining it's nice looking if this is the way it looks. Yeah, especially he if it comes be, uh, painted. He better be gargantuan because I want him to be orca size. And I just, yeah, I agree, Sean. Tied with Julie. Fair enough. Um, I think um, this figure is pretty sweet looking. If he is Orcus size, the recent Orcus, yeah, I'm going to buy it on the secondhand market. I got to have the Demogorgon, dude. Now, come on. $89.99. He's got it. Because, because we're still fooled into thinking that's less than $90, which it technically <laughs> is. But it's really the same thing, practically. Mm-hmm. It's so much less than 90 <laughs> if it was ninety, I can't buy it because it's eighty nine ninety nine. I can't. I ain't gonna pretend. Randy's buying that thing if it's all, if it's big. So yeah, Joe, love it. And you're gonna okay. say, oh, Randy. I wish I had that figure. All right. So this to me sounds weird. The Demogorgon figure is made for tabletop combat and will cost ninety dollars, eighty nine ninety nine. To me, those are diametrically opposed. I mean. A tabletop figure costing ninety dollars. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's been like that for a while, even uh, with the um, Warhammer forty k stuff. Do you see Patrick? Sweet, yeah, it was bones. Oh, I'm sure it was bones. Twenty bucks. Yeah, shut up, Patrick. 
until you give it to me. If you want to give it to me, then that's fine. Well, you want him to paint it first, so you may, might want to be nicer to him. <laughs> no, he's already painted it. Have you seen it? I probably have. Dude, it looks good. Yeah, yeah of course it does. Now, because these folks don't know how to write. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> a demogorgon has made many powerful enemies in the abyss, but he maintains his power through raw power. <laughs> how powerful of have power like that? He's powerfully powerful, dude. Anyway. Yeah. There you go. Another one of our favorite sites. Yeah, buddy. Good writing. CB. Com oh, it's not CBR, but comic might, as, might as well be. Yeah. Might as well anyway, be comic book fine book. writing, guys. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they didn't pay oh. much for that. Oh, that's oh, that's, Patrick had me excited. How about I buy you one and paint it for you? Yeah. How about that? That would be cool. Wow. <laughs> That's very generous, Patrick. I think he's like you're a scholar and a gentleman. That wasn't that wasn't facetious at all. No, he wasn't kidding at all. I'll be expecting that in my house in a week. Excellent. <laughs> Put it right by my orcas. It'll be looking beautiful. <clears throat> okay. Well, let's go on to the main topic. No, no. Speedy. You got something else? Well, then I'm going to make you stop. Sean Driscoll asked. Oh, oh shut I your face. Yeah, but subscribe. He's making them subscribe. Subscribe, like, share, do all the things that make this uh, YouTube thing go round. Sean Driscoll asks, is it supposed to have two heads? Yes, sir. Demogorgon is a two-headed, two-monkey-headed creature with tentacles and all prints of demony. According to the article, the heads are arguing a lot. So I'm not sure if that's the case in the old lore. It doesn't seem like you could maintain your lordship if you had two act two your two heads had actually opposing um, goals. Yeah, um, there's a uh, in the lore for third edition. They're on the end of three five. Demogorgon did have a bit of a crazy going on. His heads would fight. It was part of his his connection, an ultimate connection to chaos. So they were kind of. He was a little on the crazy sauce. I don't know if that's how it worked originally, but it might have. Uh, something to look into. It seems um, maybe it's not that everything that he does, they're always at odds. It might be you'd have to you'd have to have a limit to that, or he wouldn't be able to. He wouldn't be the lord of anything except for arguing with himself. And he might have severe ADD. Yeah. So, so who knows? But, yeah. All right, main topic. Yeah, cultivating a gaming group. So, Which we kind of did without really doing it. Yeah, we have. We have a gaming, massive gaming group, actually, of 20-ish guys that, while we couldn't call upon any of them at any time, we could get five dudes to play D&D probably every single weekend. Yeah, probably. I mean, we did, definitely could. Um, but what I wanted to talk about is, and not that br this broad group of cabin con guys, I mean more of like a a tight group that's going to play a camp. I'm, I'm focusing with this more on campaign play, not one shot play. Um, uh, there's a lot of good. How, why don't we talk about some generalities first and then sure. get into the specifics of where you want to go? Okay, sure. Um, so when anybody talks about on our side of the fence about gatekeeping. Yeah. This uh, in a, in a, the positive sense of the word, which there is one, mm -hmm. um, 
this is the primary means of doing so. Uh, you can't gatekeep other people from playing games at their table. But what you can do is you can cultivate a group of p players that get along at the table and that uh, that all share some commonality at the table. And, and it's most basic. All it has to be is that you out, you guys uh, want to sit down and play role-playing games and have fun. Right. Okay. I, I do think... If we're, and we'll use we'll use we'll default probably most of the time to our cabin cop broad group here. Uh, I think we have that as a twenty two plus guy group. Oh, Demogorgon is now a two two spirit demisexual that is no longer evil because that's colonial. <laughs> colonialist and patriarchal. Yes, of course he is. Yeah. That'll make it really cool with the new. You spell. probably cannot refer to Demogorgon as a he. No. Well, technically, they would almost fit, would it? <laughs> almost. He, he, Demogorgon has two heads. Mm -hmm. I can hear him re referring to himself as we. Sure, sure. <laughs> so yeah, um, at the at its very basics, you you um, gather people that you get along with that you like that mm -hmm. you can sit down and play a game and have a fun time with. Yeah. So um, from that point of view, you're going to do some curating and cultivating your group from that point of view. Sure. Um, and most of the time we don't worry about the other issues that seem to crop up online on Twitter and oh. various other places, because if we can sit down and play games, the rest of the stuff doesn't really matter. Uh, our group, there's folks in our groups that will, when we get together and before we start gaming, there will be commentary about the day's events. Mm -hmm. And if you can't handle that, you might want to check in your adult card anyway. But <laughs> yeah, our group may but, not be right. But once we start rolling, we're talking. We're we're in the game. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what you want. So you want everybody that shows up. You want them to play the game. You play the game. I guess when you're digging down deeper, though, when you're getting to the when you're getting to the group that sits down and plays every week or two weeks or whatever. Your campaign group. I mean, I'm not going to run a campaign for 20 people. I know people talk about doing it. Randy's going to run four to six, and that's it. Somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, I might go one more if I really had to. I would go one lower. So if I wanted to be generous, three to seven. But I think one thing, you once you get in there, you get paid. We're friends. We all like the game. And then we sit down and <laughs> monkey box. It's all over the news, apparently. Then we sit down and someone wants to run Dresden using fate. The DM's gonna run that. And I think you need to have, um, I don't think every game is for every player. Correct. So along the lines with when you gather your group together, yeah. Um, what systems they want to run is something that you talk about. Yeah. Some people want will play anything. Yes. But well, some people are like, I play D and don't really want. To, I don't really care about anything else. And some people will say they'll play anything, mm -hmm. but they're not cut out to play anything. So I think it's more. I would say player, and when I say player, I mean DM. Know thyself. You have to. Randy's not going to run Fate. Uh, Randy's probably not going to ever run Vampire. It's just not my bag. Right. I probably would never play Fate. As a campaign, I know I wouldn't. 
I might, I would play Vampire as a campaign, but I probably couldn't do it for long term. Right. It would wear me out after a while. And so if I, you know, if, you know, our buddy, you know, whoever, say, uh, oh, Trent. Trent's like, hey, I got a sweet idea for a Dark Ages vampire game, you know, set in this age. Blah, blah. I'm like, that sounds kind of neat. You want to play, Randy? And I'm like, can you find something? I would probably say, are you sure you got a spot? I could be kind of jumping. <laughs> okay, yeah. And then I haven't played with Trent. Like, I want to. So I would say, Trent, look. I said, this is not really my thing. And I did play this once with Tim Scott. It was a short campaign because of other reasons. But the point was, I would let him know, look, I am not likely long for this game. So happy to play, happy to be a part of things, but know that you're probably going to want to sub me out at some sometime. So, and that's because I know myself. I will get weary of running the angsty vampires or the super powerful uh, vampire. What is is Doof Money? Somebody we know send help. Yeah, he's been on here before. Oh, okay. He's currently playing Dungeon World. Wow. Okay. Send help. <laughs> <laughs> right, and you know this kind of sentiment. It, it always galls me when I see this. Nothing against Darth. Yeah. Um, Darth Theek says, that's why I'm running a 5e game. The group has only played that edition and are resistant to learning something new. Yeah. And it's it's weird that the GM can't just say, this is what I'm running. And that's, you know, what I'm running. Um, but I understand you may have slim pickings in your area. And I know there's folk, there's this fellow online that uh, he seems nice, but he's really, he's really unforgiving when someone says, I can't find a local group. He will, he will tell that person, you're doing something wrong, you're not trying hard enough, and blah, blah, blah. But real life sometimes makes... Um, um, oh. Patrick! If I didn't love you already, I would love you now. Real offer, Randy. 35... I do love Patrick. He's my brother. And I will get a Demogorgon like mine and paint it for you. Yes, people, I said love, but not like the Batman love. <laughs> hey, right, right. No judgment. No judgment here, right? Hey, if you want to slide that uh, slide that offer my way, I'll 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 pay you too. That sounds sweet. <laughs> no, Joe doesn't want it. Just, hey, you're doing it again. Stop. It. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Dar says if I did. Oh wow! Look at Dar's situation. Yeah, you yeah. said again. Well, yeah, I understand you're in a tough situation. Darth told it, you know, and that's where we're blessed. And even when I, you know, growing up learning D and D, honestly, Joe and my buddies, they didn't have any other. There was no other game in town. I mean, there might have been. They didn't know who played it. So whatever I ran, they played. <laughs> I mean, there is that. But I, I think as adults, I would expect if I was like, hey, I'm going to run um, a narrative heavy. Um, Savage Worlds game with little to no combat, I would probably expect Joe to be like, eh. I mean, Joe knows himself on up. He's probably not down with that. What do you think, Joe? Heavy narrative game. Yeah. Heavy narrative. If little it's lots of yakety, schmackety. Yakety, schmackety stuff. Nah. I'll, I, I, this is how I would say it. I'll try it out. Yeah. Yeah, Joe's pretty gosh, he, I can sucker him in pretty much no matter what. He'll try it. Um, but I think I think more than anything else, though, what I was thinking as a DM, if I say, look, I'm going to run Deadlands, and I'm going to run using Savage Worlds, and I want players to play um, good guys, 
because they're going to be facing off against one of the servitors. If anybody knows about the setting, it's from just from previous say they're going to face off against um, Brother Grimm out in California. He's a crazy demonic preacher dude. Um, oh, Joe, look at you. you, Patrick! Don't offer that to him. That was just between me and you. <laughs> But anyway, can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> but I mean, yeah, Martin said I'm in. But I mean, I'm probably not going to ask just anybody to do that, right? Right. I, I mean, I don't. I mean, as a DM, I got to think this is what I want. I want players that want to do this. We got a couple of players like ah, I like to play edgy, darker characters. I don't really want that. I want good guys. Um, what is that? La la la, Cthulhu, Fatang. Oh Fatang. yeah, yeah. Fatang. It looks like. Fatagan. Um, so do you think, I mean, is that something that you, I mean, that's something you should consider, right? Your system, your setting, those limitations, an RP level, how much action, how much exploration. You got to, you know. System is a consideration. Yeah. Even setting can be within a system. So if yeah. you're playing D&D and everybody wants to play Dark Sun, yep. but uh, then that's a setting consideration. And if you as a DM are like, no, I don't like Dark Sun, but all the players want to play it, like, you know, Darth has some limitations where he's at. You might have to bite the bullet on that. Uh, but um, I don't know. When we were kids, Randy would say, hey, I'm going to run a campaign. Okay. That's all there was. I mean, it was like, I mean. We're going to play a game. There wasn't a whole, this whole need to no. satisfy. It was, we, we're we all down to play because we have a good time together. And I, we didn't think about that stuff. We Not at all. Yeah, we're very meta now that we're older. We were younger. It's like, what? What you guys wouldn't say? What campaign is it? You knew it was D and D. That's what. Yeah. We, you didn't care if it's Ravenloft or what. It's like it's a, it's a D and D game. Let's do it. And uh, after a while, Ravenloft lost its kind of. It did because it was like this is depressing. I don't want to do this. We never win. We never completely yeah. win. Yeah. Um, how do you think this works? And so, and I guess there's this other side that you mentioned it. With our friendship group, if I'm like, the players are like, dude, we'd really like to play some, uh, you know, uh, 13th Age and run us through that, uh, what's that one? There's a campaign, a big campaign. Oh, uh, Eyes of the Stone Thief. Yeah, that's you what I was that? thinking of. And everybody wants to play it. And I'm like, I'd be like, I don't really want to run it, but everybody really wants to play. I'd be like, okay. Sometimes you give in to your friends, right? Um I mean, I think, I think, and that's where it's different than say, like maybe Darth. I don't know if he's playing with good friends or if he's playing with just people that he's learned to know like through the like game. game store folks. Yeah, and and that's a different thing too. What if you're going to play at a game store? Can you really? Can you cultivate? I guess you can cultivate. You can. It, it just, I think, um, our current group mm-hmm. arrived at its makeup over the course of the time. I mean, the okay. time you've been here. Yep. Plus the time that Philip and I have been here, we all had a hand in helping to cultivate that group to yeah. one way way or another because Philip was going to be in the group and I was going to be in the group. Right. So if the dynamics of the other people didn't suit, well, they're the ones who had to kind of beat, you know, beat feet. Yeah. And so, yeah, we had to just work through that. And that was some growing pains. Yeah, we had some growing pains. And some growing pains. And yeah, when you guys moved in... I had already made some people I'd played and met and played games with. I don't think I'd met Patrick. Well, I think I knew Patrick. I don't think I was gaming with him and Jeff and those guys, but I did. I had been gaming with Silent Josh and with some other people. And when you and Philip moved in, I mean, honestly, my thought was, 
if these other guys don't like Philip and Joe, that's too bad for them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I don't really care because these are my homies from way back. Right. Right. So you guys were in. Everybody else had to figure it out or move on. And right. what happened? Right. Some figured it out. Some have moved on. Right. <laughs> so and that's not so, buttholes is what it is. All right. So apparently Darren P has the right of it because uh-huh. he says Joe's right. I mean, I don't have to read the rest of it. And that just says everything. Joe's right. But Randy is much smarter. And this is no, right. no, you're lying. Oh, so that's not what he says. It could, could be true, but that's not what he's saying. Um, Joe's right. Back in the day, it didn't matter what setting we played. We had fun. And that led to other game systems like Call of Cthulhu, Gamma World, Twilight 2000, etc. We always had fun. Yeah. I, I don't know what changed about this whole. Uh, it may be a function of the political landscape. Yeah, or something or other. Who knows? But it's it's odd that um, friend groups playing is it doesn't seem to be as prevalent as say online or game store groups playing. And that dynamic is a bit different. Yeah, and I'm not sure I can I can't speak intelligently to cultivating a group online at a game store. I think you would just have to. And Darth says. He says it's a mix of both for him, game shop and friends. Mm. So he's got to kind of at a game shop, a lot of game shops. I think the owner would look badly upon you if some single dude came in and said, hey, can I play at your table? And you're taking up space. And you said no. Or would they? Or do you just like pay for a space? And so it's closed. Yeah. Uh, Different game stores probably have different um, um, cultures as far as that goes. Yeah, I know. There there, there might be some sort of... um, need to accept if you're taking up a table and in, in there yeah and these days like you said politics could become much more of an issue we were very homogeneous back in the day i mean for sure we all didn't think too too or, far and, and it just didn't matter right it wasn't in the, the map the things that are in the forefront of the cultural zeitgeist today were yeah. not then they were there but they weren't in the front so um because we were more discreet, I think, as a as a culture. So yes. um, our sexual activities and our political activities yep. were more personal. Yep. So we kept those in the back of our zeitgeist, and when we dealt with them, they were they were for a select few people, and there was a little there was a, a lot less um, heartburn when you had certain kinds of conversations back then. And that's something that's going to come up next week. Joe and I are definitely going to be doing kind of a retro review of the satanic panic and compare it a little bit to our own personal experiences and to Joe's, I don't know, I've heard the word, I don't know if it's a panic, but um, you could call it a panic. It's weird how the woke, what wokeness and SJW crap has done to the hobby. And it's a puritanical movement. Yeah. And so is the satanic panic. So there's a, there's yes. some, definite, some comparison there. Yes. So we'll talk about that next week. That'll be a different sort of take. Up. Mm-hmm. Um, So how about this? You're playing a game, Joe. They were playing, um, let's think of something a little bit, let's say, let's say riffs. We're playing riffs using whatever version. And we're like all into the gonzo. We want to use our big guns, our super high-powered magic. And we're just loving kicking creatures' butts and taking names. Um, uh, what's Darth say? I'm not saying all this for sympathy. I'm just start stating that not everyone needs to be as picky about groups if they want to, to play 
as many would like to. Correct. Oh, yeah. So there are folks online who will who will tell you that you're not doing it right. Yeah. And we're not going to do that. We we know that yeah. um, our situation here is yeah. is uh, different from many people's situations across the world. Um, not every locality has the same draw of people. You might be in a uh, smaller area. It may not be part of the culture there enough to have that many people. You might not have that many game stores. I mean, Bay City here is not that big. Not no. really. No, It's not tiny, but it's not that big. It's just um, we happen to have a decent uh, group of uh, gaming folks. There's at least... I think there's at least three local gaming stores near yeah. us, right? Yeah, pretty close. We got at least two. At least two. two. I don't know. Is the Red Dragon still around? Yeah, that's a little further away. If you count that, we got a couple, three or four. So yeah, so we go. Right. But uh, yeah, Darth, I never thought you were begging for sympathy. I think no, nah, no. Nah. Everybody's situation is different, and yeah. uh, folks who tell you that you're you're doing it wrong or whatever, you screw them. Move to mid. Move to mid Michigan. Yeah, you have a you have a lot to pick from, and we just like to have fun. Yeah, but um, what about this? So, like I guess we're playing Riffs, going to Gonzo, and one person, as you can tell, they're like, they're just not enjoying it, but they want to be in the crowd, and they complain a lot. Oh, yeah, Green Apple. SJWs yeah. on the left and classic SJWs on the right. I just want them all to look, yep, that'd be nice. Yeah, meddlers. They're meddlers. Yeah, yeah. Do you, if, what if, so my, here's, forget the Riffs thing. As a DM or another player, what if you recognize another player? Dude, this game is not for you. You're literally not enjoying this. But they can keep going if they want to. But if they're complaining or you can see they're always just kind of, oh, I didn't know I had that power. And this is, you see them, you know, you've had players like that that just seem, they seem annoyed the whole time they're playing. Would you, could you ask a friend to leave the game? I don't mean like, hey, I hate you, but dude, this game's not for you. Why are you even playing? Yeah, there's, there's, there shouldn't be any reason why you can't have that conversation. It'd be hard. With a, with a friend. Right. If with a, friend, a game store guy, yeah. it should be easier. Yeah, dude, you're annoying. Get out. No, 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 you don't even got to go that route. You could say, you don't seem to be having fun. What's up? Either You could say that to either person. Sure. You can say that from a point point of uh, view of a fr- mm-hmm. friend from with your friend. And the other guy, I mean, you want to have people at your table that are having fun and if this guy's just taking up space being being annoyed, eventually him being annoyed might bleed over to annoying other people. It's possible. Well, it probably would, I would imagine. And I also wonder, not necessarily, but I also wonder, as long as you weren't pulling the bait to switch on him, maybe he was expecting a deep role-play experience in the world of Rifts because the way you described it. And right. that it's gonzo, let's kill stuff and shoot big guns at things. Um and so he might be right. So, well, I thought it was something different. But you're right. At a game store, in some ways, it might be easier. Just sure. Like, hey, dude. And he's like, no, I'm not really liking this. And I was like, dude, I'll probably run a different game later. If you want to bow out, man, it's cool. We're, yeah. not, we're not like enemies. And you're welcome back another time. There's no reason we can't have conversations like that. Um, yeah. In this in this day and age, you, the people, folks think you need to have tools. Our tools are our our, our uh, ability to talk to each other, our interpersonal skills. And a lot of people, they're underdeveloped because they're used to whatever they're used to, but which is probably why, to some degree, folks are hollering for the safety tools yeah. and for um, session zero and all this stuff when 
all it really boils down to is interpersonal skills, talking to each other. You don't look like you're having fun or um, give me some feedback and it shouldn't be complicated. That should be all there is to it. And Darren made a good point. If you're willing to, you don't seem to be enjoying the game. What can I do to make it more enjoyable for you? Correct. If you can make some adjustments, if I can make some adjustments to make the game more fun, maybe it's like, yeah, we want to get our kicks blowing up big bad guys with giant guns. Maybe I can squeeze in a little scene or two where you get yeah. to RP. Yeah, yeah. And that can that's not hard to do. No. No, no, no. no. Well, what and that's think? the thing about cultivating a group is not hard. It, it no. and not really. It might take some time and you, there are limitations, there's geographical limitations, but apart from that, it's not that difficult. It's just a matter of exerting. It does take a little energy to um, not just sit there like a lump. So yeah. to do the interpersonal uh, interactions, you know, talking to people, apart from just rolling dice and playing in character, you know, talking to the person next to you and, you know, recognizing whether or not they're having fun or whatever. All that stuff is part of being a person and existing in, in a culture and, and in, in a small group. And if you, you, we should all be able to do that. Yeah, Larry Elliott says the player should also talk to the DM if they're not having fun. Correct. And, why. And, it, and again, it may not be a mismatch. It may just be a little change here and there, like Darren said. Um, I wonder, though, you know, and I think, again, you know, we're, we're at the end of that. I mean, I think I don't know how our group could get I don't know how our group of players could get any better except by just adding cool players too. Um, the only thing we could maybe do is be a little less uh, snarky when we are talking. Yeah. We have to be snarky, but that's us. Yeah, we do. But that's what I'm saying. We, I think we've worked through some, through some things. I think, I think though, when you're first starting, um, I wonder on the internet, because I mean, those out there that play, especially in the chat, if you play on the internet, do you just like, I mean, you go to some website and say, it looks like there's a D&D 3-5 game in. I'm jumping in. Boom. And just find some five or six random people. Or do you guys hunt them down? And I mean, do you have your friends that you're playing online with? Or are you playing with people you just met online? It would be nice to have some feedback. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, email uh, either call. email us or call in and let us know uh, if you have something. You, we could even have a, um, a segment later on. We could bring you on and we could all talk about so, you know, if you're, I mean, this could be great for John because that's all he does. John yeah. Allen Large from Red Dice Diaries, he just yeah. plays online because his local area, he doesn't have a group. So, for the games he likes to play. So, he plays exclusively online. So, right. once you once you hear this, John, and you want to talk about this in depth, I, I'm sure uh, we would love to have you on. And I'm sure that there's a, a range of options out there. For, for the online folks yeah, I'm as sure. far as uh, how you get your group together. Because it seems to be the thing, dude. People are playing online like crazy these days, at least from what I what I say. Well, if you listen to the internet. <laughs> so, right. But I'm sure it's not unlike how game store, um, um, getting folks from a game store or a local area uh, could work. I mean, having... Um, having a card up at a local gaming store has been a way to grab folks for your local game yeah. uh, for as long as there's been game stores. Right. I remember doing that way back. So, yeah. and um, so for an online game, it's, it's much the same. And there's um, 
game finder uh, apps and sites out there too. Yeah. Well, Sean says, um, Driscoll says, God, no, I don't jump into stranger filled games. So he curates in advance or he knows people. Um, and I think maybe it's just a matter of knowing what you want. Well, again, knowing what you want, know thyself, right? Yeah. As a player, use a GM, what you want. It's got to be the same sort of thing. It's just, you know, in the, like I said, the old days, you just remember sign up boards and stuff. I actually was near, near Detroit a couple weeks ago and, Went to a really big game store down there. There's one called Guild of Blades. If anybody ever gets a chance, go to that one. It's in it's in Clawson, Michigan, and it's massive. It's literally the biggest game store in the state of Michigan. And uh, they had the old boards, and they had ten, eight, ten different people with the little phone number things clipped on there. I was kind of impressed. Hey, um, speaking of um, stuff, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if this is a fairly smooth segue or not you're got you've got something coming up still with uh avengers avengercon uh, oh yeah dude that's not far away so VentureCon's in july and I'm, I'm i'm waffling a little about um what game i'm gonna run i want to run ose but i think i think i'm gonna do ose rules and run some portions of my goodman games adventures reincarnated but yeah that's coming and i got two slots i think i'm running a friday and a saturday and so I'm going to have a max of six players. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be cool. I need to get the PCs written up. I'm not going to be first level, Joe. They're going to be fifth level, so they can do something. Maybe even seventh. So I have a little bit of little bit of power. So, um, but yeah, I'm I'm pumped about that. Um, I, I hope VentureCon turns out to go well. I didn't put it in there, but I, and I haven't read it fully. I know today there was a post. Venger wrote had some write up. Um, I think he made comments about the Uvalde shooting. And um, uh, I think people got mad at him about it. I need to read it. I don't think it was that big of a deal. Oh, what's Mark? Mark Markham, what did he say? I run- he says, I run random. I run for randoms online. Uh, you you post the game you want to run and then pick from responders. I've been running for the current game since November. Got four solid players. The rest have been like a revolving door. Yeah. But that you makes keep, sense. Do you, keep, do you ever consider, Mark, once you got four good players, just call it good and close the door. Or do you keep wanting to get? Are you hoping to find two or three more good players? Is that what you're doing? Probably. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I move so on. Avenger, so Venger said something about the latest shooting, and people were yeah. Upset about it. And, and I and I was starting to read it before the podcast. It didn't seem that big of a deal, but somebody went way off on him, and I was like, "You guys, people are just nuts about stuff." You, for some people, if you don't. If your responses are not the accepted, you know, mantra, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're a Nazi. So, yeah, but so I don't know how it'll go. I, I hope Venger gets a good crowd. Um, Mark says two more B Max. He's shooting for six, so that's that, that's what I figured. But I, I um, I'm excited about VengerCon. I don't know what to expect. Uh, anybody out there going to VentureCon, that'd be cool. Uh, send us a message at the at the geeks at Biggest Geekus. That's our email, right? Yeah, the geeks at Biggest Geekus podcast. Yeah, I'll save a seat for you if I can. But um, yeah, I would love to meet some people out there, and um, I'm excited. Hopefully, be some good good folks, and uh, I'm I'm excited about it. I'll have a report after it's over. So, pretty cool. I expect it to be double spaced in triplicate. Yes, it will. And I'll even try not to have too many spaces inside my parentheses. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I never knew that rule, dude. 
That's how much I paid attention. I had no idea. So anyway, I think that's probably it. Uh, people, uh, I think we're going to move on unless you have something else you want to say. When I say people, I don't know what I was talking about. Crazy man. I'm a people. You are a people. Subscribe. Got that right. Like, subscribe. Hit us up over at um, uh, anchor.fm uh, slash biggestgeekus. We have a little place there you can donate to us if you like. Mm -hmm. Support us over there. Or you could go over to streamlabs.com uh, forward slash biggestgeekus. Um, I think that there's another forward slash tip, something like that. The links will be at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. Smash that like button, too. Yeah, right. yeah. That's the saying, huh? What was that? Oh. <laughs> our links. I meant to hit this one. Okay. <laughs> the other one had the music. That was the video. Sorry. And we're out of here, folks. We're out. <laughs> it's been real. <laughs> Pro podcasting. <laughs> Professionals here. Got that right. All right. We got another uh, mini. A sh that was a shorter segment, and we're going to do another yeah. shorter one. Um, you had mentioned this a long time ago, and I didn't know if I went the right direction for what you were wanting. Um, talk about setting up, I said, fantastic locations, and then kind of in quotations and situations. So um, you want to make your encounters cool, right? I mean, we've all gone into the dungeon crypt. We've gone into the crypt of the vampire. We've all gone into the castle of the evil overlord. We've assaulted the tower of the witch lord, the mage of evilness. Um, we Something interesting, exciting, challenging. Um, how important is it that you make your locations, wow, bam, woo, players like that's cool? Well, I think that they should be... They could be sometimes. I don't think every single uh, location needs to have a fantastic element to it, um, yeah. because it won't. It will actually, for for some purposes, it will detract from what you're doing. So if they're going into a deep, dark, dangerous dungeon, and there's and there's like um, monsters at every turn, I mean, if you have like um, if you have something fantastic there that dis distracts from that, instead of it being dark. And then worrying about the next dangerous enemy they might have to to either uh, dodge around or defeat, then you don't want it too fantastic. Yeah, um, you, you want almost to make the fantastic cool. You need the mundane to balance it out. Right? Yeah. And when I yeah. say mundane in a fantasy world, how mundane? I mean, even casting light. If we saw someone cast a light spell or cast magic missile, we'd be like, whoa. Right. Indeed, right. land. It's like, eh, I've seen it before. Right. So. The thing is, though, you have to balance that against just having a plain Jane encounter. You don't want it to be an open field uh, or level level uh, a, a big just open plane every time you fight something. So uh, making it interesting may not necessarily only be um, fantastic. It might just be ch a challenge. Premature exitulation. Ex <laughs> when we started to exit. Pastor. Ah, Dude, if you weren't painting that many for me. <laughs> hey, we're the professionals here. Yeah. Make fun of us. It was, you know, we're keeping it on your toes. On your own time, but it is his own time. So yeah, yeah. It, it was all done on purpose, really. Right. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, Darth makes a good point. It is important. It is just, I think it's right. How important is the location? If it's a climactic fight, yeah, go, um, Go crazy sauce, balls to the wall, do something cool. But like, you know, when you read something like 
13th Age, we've talked about 13th Age. We've given that a great review. Sometimes when you read the flavor about the world, you're like, there is too much crazy in this world. Right, right. Especially if it's all in one spot. Uh, Sometimes when I've heard someone describe the oceans. Yeah. I mean, how can you use them? They're teeming (laughs) with monsters. You go out there, you're going to boat goes out 20 feet into the ocean it gets sucked up by a gigantic octopus every time oh yeah yeah so whenever you you know and i have a definition for fantastical or fantastic uh it says conceived or appearing as if conceived by an unrestrained imagination odd and remarkable bizarre grotesque fanciful or capricious so I, i i think i think you do have to balance that with let let a lot of things um, let a lot of things go, you know, let a lot of things be normal. Yeah, absolutely, Patrick. But, um, so, um, what about, uh, for Jay, I always thought the fantastical, and sometimes when I feel like I'm in a rut and I'm DMing, I'm thinking, man, these guys have got to be bored with this crap. It's going to be another vampire. It's going to be another golem. You know what Randy's going to put in there. Then we're going to end with devils and demons because that's the things he loves. And I really feel like, Man, I gotta think outside the box. I got a bunch of jaded ass players, and I need to really surprise them and do something cool. You know, so this and, is what you do. You yeah. take it's a half giant, half demon, half um, uh, golem, half um, vampire. That sounds like two people, but okay, <laughs> I'm good with that. Or, or instead of saying half, it's the vampiric template. Yeah, um, and I think Thirteenth Age skirts that line where you start to think it's almost a farce you know it's not really even it's kind of absurd and not very cool Uh, so anything anything like this for me this has to do with setting and making it seem real isn't engaging making the setting engaging mm -hmm. i think making it sound seem real isn't quite where i'm at that's not the right word having it make making your setting interesting and engaging Part of that uh, is a tiny bit of realism, which is what I was referring to earlier with religions. Yeah. Having, if you have humans in your setting, you're going to have some religions. It just makes yeah. sense, and it helps um, ground the setting for the players and, and add some normal feel to it. But then you can throw in some uh, curveballs and make it fantastic, such as like uh, I have a an idea for a, a location, which is the Sea of Glass. Mm-hmm. which is used to be a desert, but then there was a mystic cataclysm yeah. within the desert and it superheated the, the sand. Mm-hmm. And now there's a, a lots of um, crystalline um, glass on, over the whole place. Mm-hmm. So, well, at least part of the desert. So if you have to cross that, it's a hazard in and of itself. And there will be weird creatures there. Sure. And maybe weird, there might be a weird um, de- um, vehicle that someone has developed to traverse, sure. to, to traverse it. So yeah. I know that's not, that's not necessarily, that's not terribly unique. I know that there's at least one game setting that had something similar in it. Right. Uh, from the third edition days. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I just, I thought it would be cool. Um, in thinking about fantastic yeah. locations within a fantasy setting, because if everything is just like our world, yeah, um, then it might get a little boring. So you want to throw in a little curveball here and there. And less, oh. to me, less is more. 
So, right, with 13th Age, there is so much. And Riffs can feel that way, too. It's a bit Um, gonzo in that respect. And I think... think Riffs is supposed to be that way. It is supposed to be. So you have to give them a little bit of leeway. Right. And, um, you know, speaking of an example, I have it written down there, but... You know, this is kind of a standard example. You're fighting some wizard and his minions on a bridge over a raging volcano. And, of course, they're going to try to push you over. And I thought if you wanted to make it more fantastical, maybe make the bridge be made of bones of the dead hovering over the river Styx. With instead of those foes pushing you over, have demons flying around trying to grab you and toss you to the river Styx. And use the idea that the river Styx, once you touch it, you get permanent amnesia. That's how it used to be. Right. I think that if you didn't get fished out of it, you got the memory loss. But if you stayed in it, you still you died. I think so too, because you. I but, think. But just know. merely, merely taking a dip. Yes. Got you your memory lost. Yeah, and that's and that's definitely got. You, know, you can tell. You can tell my planescape roots are hiding in, in that in that one scenario. Um, how do you generate these ideas though? Because you know sometimes I'm staring at the wall and I'm like, Ugh. well, I wouldn't push it. Um, I think your best bet is to draw inspiration from the various things that we normally do, uh, books, movies, TV, um, comics, and whatnot. And you write them down when you can. Yeah. I like the way Darth thinks. The dead in the river are trying to grab you and pull you in even right. better. Right. Even yeah. better. Yeah, I like that. With the demons trying to throw you in. That's yeah. Good combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Double team. For third level characters. I like that. Sounds good. Double team, you can probably throw in another triple team, probably the wind. You know, yeah. it's probably it's probably very windy. Hurricane. Hurricane winds. Yes. Um, so yeah, you you I'm thinking that you're instead of trying to uh you know force yourself to think of something something fantastic, you can start with something even in the real world. I know there's a um there's this pond or lake that looks like an eye. In the real world, it looks like the iris of an eye. I oh. was trying. I, I was trying to have a little time to get a link for that and look it up before the um, live stream, but I ran out of time. Um, but I know that there's something like that. And uh, and uh, what about the Grand Canyon? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the painted rocks. Um, there's a lot of uh, Death Valley. Uh, and there, I'm sure that there are over in, in. Um, now, you uh, said painted rocks. I couldn't help but think of the prismatic spray. What if you had prismatic rocks? Right. And you think they're just painted, but they oh. like a different color of the prismatic wall. Something so what like. about what are those big stones that look like heads? Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Like a monolith type thing. Well, not monolith. They're maybe six, eight feet tall, and oh. they're big faces. They're, they're okay. like, like a big face. Yeah, I, um, I think it's South American, but uh, or Central or South American. Um, but uh, okay, you remember? Um, yeah, Easter Island. Yeah, Easter yeah, Island. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's fantastic. Yes, it is. And there's places where they have giant stone edifices that you can push with just a finger. Mm-hmm. And a big um, limestone block. And you're like, yeah. how do they? How could they have balanced this? so perfectly you know people say aliens and stuff so we have things in our um in our current in our in our present world that are fantastical that you can draw inspiration from where's this where's the desert where those rocks move there's rocks in the desert and there'll be a track of where they moved over time 
The rocks literally are moving. Oh, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, what about the Bermuda Triangle? Yeah. So and we have lots of inspiration. And you can yeah. jazz that stuff up with magic and all sorts of stuff. Then there's no limits, right? Right. So instead of people getting lost, they get sent to other planes, or they, or they end up, uh, when you go to the Bermuda Triangle, you end up changing alignment, or you end up doing something, you know, things change about you, or you, you're forgotten. The people in the world forget about you. When you come back, right. no one's ever heard of you. Yeah, you can use time travel, even though time yeah. travel is evil. Ah, ah, you know, I can't help it. I like it, but I, I like time travel. That's a different topic, but yeah. I, I think you're right. you got to be careful. Yeah, so you, I think you can take inspiration from our world or from published IP and just make it your own. File off the serial numbers, as they say. Yeah, I think borrowing from, like you said, books and uh, even other adventures from, from different games. I've, I've actually read adventures for non-completely like, modern games and tournament D&D before. You can just get maps yep. online, Fant oh. fantasy maps yeah. that have interesting um, illustrations on them and just make something up on the fly. Dude, there is no one. I, I, will, I don't know if I would say I would challenge anybody, but I'm far away from my computer. But I want to show you. I just randomly pulled out a DCC module. Hmm. You talk about, to me, they have these stylized maps everywhere. Right. And I just think they're just so evocative. And I just can't help it. Like, man, that is what I want to do that adventure just because that map is cool looking. And there's a there's an annual um, one-page dungeon or one-sheet dungeon mm -hmm. uh, contest. And they are often have a fantastical bent to them, just the map itself. So yeah. that would be an, that would be a, a, another resource you could use. Yeah, I think in a, in a fantasy game, I think it's important you have to have some. Well, if you're going to play any kind of high fantasy, even low. I mean, I don't know what you'd call Lord of the Rings. What, what's really low fantasy? You probably want some sort of um, some sort of. Um, some places have got to be fantastic, unless you just want to run a real gritty thieves and Lankmar with little to no magic. Oh, CBK Ply. Oh, I think Patrick texted me. He just Patrick just saw it, and CBK Ply saw the new teaser trailer for Willow. Yeah, dude. But I hope you're right. But man, I uh, they got a a very diverse and uh, cool cl uh, cast, don't they? They were already diverse. I know. The, the the early movie. I mean, many of the there were a couple of black uh, uh, midgets yeah. that they that they had playing the. Uh, Did you use the M word? Yeah, little people. Um, what were they called? Pecks? Peck? That was the derogatory term. Yeah. Um, what was the other word? Not hobbits. What were they called? Yeah, CBK. I've heard uh, yeah. uh, Patrick Nemo said it was looking pretty good too. So I would love it. Is that a Disney Maybe, thing though? Folks said that about. Um, Wheel of Time, too. It ended up not being as great as folks uh, wanted it to be. Yeah. It probably, it. I'm, the, what we have an advantage of, um, in what we have as advantages these days is cinematography. Yeah. So if someone gets enough money behind an IP, it's going to look good. Daikini. No, that was the, um, that was the humans. That's what the little people call the humans. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's been a long time. You could be right, though, Darren. Yeah, um, it's been too long, but uh, but it's you know most of them were white dudes to be to be honest. They had I some. They had some. Um, I hope. Huh? Sorsha makes a return. The actual actress. 
Patrick Demo says Sorsha makes a return. Yeah, she's old though. Oh, that's okay. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I mean, have you seen? They they can't get uh, Nelwyn. There's Nelwyn's. Okay. Yes, Patrick got it. Nelwyn's. That's what they're called. Yeah, and they called them Pex. Yeah. That's what Mad Mardigan called. Um, you know that movie is still halfway decent. Yeah. I watched it too long ago. It's halfway decent. You can't. You're not going to get Val Kilmer though. He's pretty rough looking. Right oh now. no, I thought he, he had a he had a long uh, bout with throat cancer. I think. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you're not still. Yeah. Um, so for so yeah so when it comes to these fantastic locations, I don't think you want to overdo them, but you definitely want to have a few. I mean, I would if I had a world. I know when I'm creating, if I'm ever creating a world for a campaign or a setting, I'm I'm sure to have at least one place that's going to be super fantastic. You know, extra magical, extra wow. You know, so yeah, the original Willow was in it. Yeah. What's yeah. his name? He's been in a lot of shows. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, anything else you want to chat about with the fantastic stuff, or you think we're pretty good? I think we're. I think we're pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I had a couple of examples, but I don't feel the need just to rattle on about it. I was just, I was just trying to be right. Inspiration. Think, well, yeah, uh, I think um, showing some sources of inspiration. I'm going to try to um, find a link to uh one page dungeons yes so hopefully that will uh be helpful for some i would suggest people that are willing to shell out the bucks or get the pdf 13th age the description of their geography is great for inspiration yeah yeah. they have some seriously cool out of this world fantastical things i wouldn't take everything but i would absolutely steal a handful and go back and watch some of our older episodes where we oh hell, hell i think it was five episodes that we took to do 13 days and yeah. detail and there's a lot of really cool stuff in that in that fantastical stuff in that setting yeah and as uh, like we were saying um as much as the setting is important to you when you're running the game that's how much you should pay attention to fantastic locations and how um high magic it is you could you could be all fantastic yeah you know like like uh, eberron yeah yeah lightning trains and crazy stuff like that yeah. i think also you can have if you're running a gritty world that's kind of like thieves in a city nothing says you can't have there's this statue in the most rundown in this bar in this rundown town and it's supposedly grant's wishes and everybody right. that's and everybody that has done the ritual that they claim their wish has come true and you could have it that it actually can grant wishes if something happens but you know that can be just a and never and you don't have to explain them either just because you have a fantastic location doesn't mean you gotta have well here's the reason why you know thanks cbk he liked our 13th age videos good boy we really jumped into that one that was a very thorough i thought we did a very thorough job i'm glad someone actually liked it because we were yeah. like Remember, we were like, is this getting too long in the tooth? <laughs> I think, uh, right, and to your point uh, just prior, uh, if you explain it all, it might end up being a little less fantastic Correct. sounding. So, you know, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. And you can, um, so with your thief, um, gritty. your gritty thieving group, yeah. In the thieves' quarter, it might be a little run down, but it might be part of a city where there are floating obelisks as guardians for the town. There could yeah. be all kinds of fantastic elements to the game mm-hmm. that you may not engage with because your focus is elsewhere. Yes. 
yeah, you could run a game, I mean, not to be tooting Waterdeep's horn, but Waterdeep's a pretty magical big city, but you could run in a small a campaign in a small segment that's never touches on the wider, big, you know, you don't deal with uh, who's the that? Lords. The Lords of Waterdeep. You don't deal with Blackstaff and all that stuff, which I think that's right. changed now. I think the Blackstaff is a, is a woman now. Of course. Of course. It is. So, but, anywho, yeah. Um, Oh, that's good. Darth, yeah, I think he's right. I think in a, the mystery is probably half as much as the, the visuals, right? Mm-hmm. I agree. Some of what makes something fantastical is the lack of info. Yeah, and if you just can't find out about it or nope, and nobody knows, or like, hey, forever, this has been the wishing stone, and the people claim it works. And some, ah, it never works, it never works. And somebody goes, yeah, I brought my son back home. You know, and so, who knows? All right. So that... I think that's about it with the fantastic locations. What do you think, man? Sounds good. Subscribe, everybody. Joe's getting good with this. Look at that. Subscribe banner in your face. Don't, don't like start. and subscribe. Comment. Do all the things out there, please. Yes, we love some comments. Share us with your buddies. Okay. And your family. Yeah. Your enemies. Yes, especially your enemies, because they will hate us, too. And that's good. Hate. Hate is good. Down votes is fun. Yeah. Do, you, do they have down votes? I think they do, don't they? Uh, it's I don't know what the rule is. Oh, that, that got changed, didn't? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it got screwed around with. All right. How about we uh, ask one random question here tonight? Wrap this up. Joe and I have talked about this before together quite a bit, actually. Um, do you ever see yourself not playing role playing games? And we're fifty five. No, because even when I retire, we're going to be running around um, McDonald's, yeah, McDonald's, and all those restaurants, and harassing the waitresses, and having them roll dice for us because we're going to have you know palsied hands and yeah, yeah, all that, yeah, yeah. I used to think I could see it, but I, I can't. I can't envision the time at fifty-five, having played since I was twelve, thirteen. Um, Cal says yes, he envisions that time when you're when you're dead in the ground. Cal, is that what it is? Is that when you're not going to be playing RPGs, when they yeah. pry those dice from your cold, dead fingers? I mean, it's going to be like the, the old guys in the park that play chess. I know. It'll <laughs> be adventure gaming. That would be awesome. Instead, oh, we'd have our little minis out. That's the third edition rule. We're on 12th edition. What are you doing, dude? <laughs> we played Thaco back in the day. Shut up about your ascending <laughs> armor class. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can't, you can't find players. Patrick says nope. Dart says nope. Yeah, I think I think we're all. You know, there's a. We talked about uh, gaming as a. We're kind of like a lifestyle gamers, dude. I mean, the truth is, we talk about it. We podcast about it. Uh, Green Apple says he's down with 12th edition. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Patrick's gonna play at the nursing home with us. I can't imagine quitting. I just don't see a reason why I would, unless I just I'm so ill that I can hardly move. And even then, I'm probably gonna be asking my wife, "Hey, hon, would you put on Lord of the Rings?" I mean, just anything to get that that fix. Um, well, so speaking of nursing home, here's the idea. Yeah. Before we become too Incredible. incapable, right? We pull some money together mm-hmm. and buy a big house. And then hire nursing staff, and then have professional DMs come in. <laughs> yeah, to run games for us. That's right. Hey, uh, Connell, 
I don't know if he's still here. He runs professionally. Yeah, we'll do that. So he's got to stay young and chipper so he can run for us. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine quitting playing. I just can't. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, look, I mean, all that crap I got back there, and that's not all of it, and Joe's got it's, a pile of crap. We're going to use that stuff. Yeah, it's our it's it's part of our hobby. So why give it up just because you're older? And we have more time for it. If you move to the great state of Michigan, Darren P, you can join us. You can bask in the brilliant idea of building our own house and nursing home, and have some really cute nurses, you know, and take care of us, and then someone come GM and feed us our oatmeal. It'll be fun. <laughs> I mean, the D and D will be part of the landscape. There will be other things going on there too. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, that was D&D, Savage Worlds, and Rifts, and <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> and they're going to have to make some secret passages in it. Oh, please. And it's got to be wheelchair accessible. Yeah. So then we can uh, roll on down those passages. <laughs> you know, I've always dreamed about that, right? The connection, the dungeon connection between us and all our friends. That'd be so good. We've got Patrick right. in, too. I think we'd have a We could have a large group, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a pretty easy question. And I think everybody's, I heard, I have not yet to hear a dissenting, dissenting view. So I'm going to say the answer is we are playing forever. Wow. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to school Darren here. Oh, what do you say? I need to leave Canada. I agree. Um, <laughs> so Michigan is as good as Texas. And I'm going to have to say no, but from uh, a Canadian point of view, it's probably is. <laughs> no. I'm, see, this is the this is the thing about Michigan. If I'm incorrect, folks in the chat who are from Michigan can correct me. I think that we suffer the way a lot of states suffer, in that most of the most of us are red, except for some key areas, yep. and because of. Uh, What's the district drawing thing? Is that gerrymandering? Yeah, gerrymandering. Because of the way gerrymandering works here in this country, a small set of blue can make a state blue that would normally be red because of its population. I so one for you, Detroit. That's yeah, the- Detroit and Lansing. So what? Well, this is a big hunting state. So we we uh, we here in Michigan. Many of the folks here in Michigan are like gun folks. So as blue as it looks like it is, this is a bit. People don't want to give up their guns here. No, no. And that's a very red issue. Yeah. Oh, green apple. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it seems like that might be that way across the country in a lot of states. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> anyway, I think that's about it for tonight, bud. Your voice held out pretty good. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah. I'd only coughed a couple of times. Yeah. I think everybody in the um, chat was great talking with everybody. So glad you came in. John and Taylor calling in. Thank you, brothers. Going to keep uh, you posted. And, John, if you want back on Taylor, too. We should get Taylor on, too. Oh. <gasps> oh, Patrick. No, hospice will not be part of the title. No. Hospice oh. is like you're, you're going to die in a couple of months. <laughs> Yeah. Patrick, we'll call the place Castle Gray Hair. Yeah, that's good. That's a good name. That's a great that's name. Awesome, dude. Ah. Oh, poor Canada. Poor Canada. Oh, too bad. Oh, too bad. That is a bummer. 
Because there's a lot of hunting going on in Canada. I can't imagine yeah. it's such a anti-gun area. Listen, so I know you listen. It's like I listen to some Australians too. They must have just a handful of bozos running the show because there's some pretty cool people up in Canada. Some cool people in Australia. I don't know why they're getting this hose job everywhere. So yeah, I don't know hosers. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get out of here, brother. All right. If you would like to support our show, please like, subscribe, and share, as we said. Uh, and uh, wherever you're listening and viewing podcasts, yeah, subscribe. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, virtually everywhere. We got a – is that PayPal a tip jar thing? Yeah. So um, PayPal is paypal.me forward slash biggestgeekus. Streamlabs, I was trying to remember it earlier, and I could, should have scrolled right. down in the notes. Uh, but um, streamlabs.com forward slash biggest geek is one forward slash tip to give us a tip. Ah, okay. And then anchor.fm forward slash biggest geek is I was correct about that. So, yes, that's our supportage. On the web, we are at www.biggestgeekistpodcast.com and the geeks at biggestgeekistpodcast.com is our email. We're on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, MeWe, Discord, Gilded. I need to get back on Gilded. I kind of like that interface a little better than Discord, but it's, yeah. about, it's about the same. Uh, and videos, of course, on YouTube and Odyssey, nowhere else, right? Just those. We two. don't have our videos anywhere else. Okay. I've, I've been getting differing advice. Some people say focus on one platform others say spread it out and for different purposes so you um so the keeping it on one you learn the one and you learn how to deal with the one platform but other folks say you don't want to get canceled so you spread it out so that you have different types of videos and we don't do different types of videos so it's that's not going to be helpful for us yeah. different types of videos on the different platforms that more cater toward what that platform normally attracts. Ah, ah. Okay, let's wrap this puppy up. This is Randy. And this is Joe. And remember, you can't be big like us and be geeks like us. Mm-hmm.